Hey, thanks for tuning into this podcast. We would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. We encourage you to send us your story by visiting our new website at wearefreedomlife.com. Welcome to Freedom. I remember as a 16-year-old, 15-year-old kid, technically, I remember as a 15-year-old kid, uh, I remember reading Proverbs going, wow, that's great advice. How many ever read something in the Bible? It was like, wow, I wish I would have learned that a long time ago. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I found myself in that position where um, that moment where I had those aha moments were very, very important. And so I had those moments. And so when I when I begin to pray, I say, God, what is the next thing you want to talk to the church about? Uh, the, the idea of wisdom came to the surface and I'm like. God, that's not typically like a serious thought, you know? Uh, but if God found it necessary to write multiple books, one of them being Ecclesiastes, one of them being Proverbs, that are all important and all encompassing and deal with wisdom, why can't I teach a series on that? And so Proverbs came across my plate and I said yes to the Lord on that. I said, yes, Lord, let's, let's talk about Proverbs. Uh, and so... Um, Proverbs became something that I wanted to focus on as a church. So I started to think about when I was a kid and, uh, how many of you as a kid, you remember the, uh, the show, the A-Team? Anybody remember the show, the A-Team? Maybe you don't remember. Let me, let me jog your memory for a moment here. Let me just to see stuff blowing up and you notice how like one of the one of the things i realized as an adult now is that they were able to blow stuff up and they you almost never seen anyone like literally die like it was just explosions and people flying but it not like it was today not like it is today people just it was just it was good stuff as a kid i remember watching and you look at these characters that were on the a team and uh, the show was great. I mean, the characters were great. You had your blend of hero, your brave, your odd, your funny, your uh, your um, larger than life characters. And one of the most polarizing figures on this show was a gentleman by the name, well, gentleman, by the name of B.A. Baracus. Right? You got B.A. Baracus there, and he was a, a very, a very dominant character, and nothing could shake him unless you were to put him on a plane. You remember that? You put him on a helicopter plane. That was a different story. He was not going to go without biting and scratching somebody today. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he wasn't having that. Mr. T was already quite a personality. But well before he began uh, doing his television persona, he was a bouncer. And he, he actually was a bodyguard for high profile people such as Michael Jackson, Diana Ross, and Muhammad Ali. For those of you that didn't know that. And so the benchmark phrase in the A-team, the show itself was, and does anybody remember what the benchmark phrase was? I love it when a plan comes together. You remember that? I remember that. I remember every time he said that, and that was by Hannibal. He was always, I love it when a plan comes together. That was his thing. And so many don't realize, but Mr. T at that point didn't have a phrase coined yet. It wasn't until he played a character in Rocky Three named Clubber Lang that he developed the phrase, I pity the fool. I pity 
the fool. Who can give their best Mr. T impression? I pity the fool. That was pretty good. Give that guy some coffee. Maybe that's what the problem is. But I pity the fool, right? That was his phrase. And that was something very, very famous. And, and so I want to borrow that message title here this morning. I want to call this morning's message, I pity the fool. How wisdom from the scriptures can foolproof your life. So you're laughing. Trust me, I laughed as I was putting this together too. Because we, listen, as followers of Jesus, if there's anybody that should be foolproofing their life, it should be us, right? We should be guarding ourselves from making foolish decisions. I pity the fool that doesn't take the word of God seriously. I'm not sure he ever said that, but I did. In this sermon series, I want to make it very clear. Over the next coming weeks, we're going to engage and look at highlights of the book's themes highlights of what God is saying to the church today, how God is trying to say, listen, wake up and realize you need wisdom. You need me. You need the Holy Spirit's guidance to make the right decisions in your life. How many agree with that? So the questions that I want to pose to you are twofold this morning. How can followers of Jesus build their lives on a foundation of wisdom? And what does the book of Proverbs say about how we can live like this in our daily lives? Well, I'm really glad that you read and asked that question. Because we will walk through some of these things in the next coming weeks. And the message this morning has to do with the introduction of Proverbs. And and if you think that this is just, it's going to be just a Bible study, understand something. There's too many topics to break it down exhaustively on a Sunday morning setting. But we will do our very best to hit the high points of each of these chapters, each of these moments in Scripture where God highlights. And I believe that wisdom is super important for the body of Christ today. How many agree with me? Wisdom is very important. So in order to build successful careers, relationships, families, we have to learn how to possess wisdom. Listen, those of you that want to do business, you learn from those that do Business, that are successful in business, right? For those of you that want to exercise and be fit, you learn from those that are, that are, are, are experts in that field of fitness and health and those things, right? If you want to learn about wisdom, you get around people that are wise and learn from them and engage what they have learned so you yourself can learn that. Those things that maybe have uh, fled you or, or have not come your way yet. And I feel like there's people that I have not yet met that are about to bless me. And I got to think that way. I got to think there's somebody in my path here today that is going to teach me something without even, without even speaking. And the scriptures really do point to that. And if you look at the scriptures, if you look at Proverbs right in the beginning that the first seven verses is our setup, it starts to talk about the parallel and you'll see that throughout a Proverbs. It kind of contrasts. Here's what the wise person does, but the foolish man does. The wise man does this, but the foolish man does. And so then you can look at it and go, which one am I? Which one am I? Probably that one. Which one am I? Why to this week? This one. Right? And so we look at these moments and God has given us access to the, the most 
wisdom we could ever pull from a book. His word, the Holy Scriptures. And Proverbs is one of those books that I believe that us, that we as a body can learn from and walk in that wisdom that we need. I really feel like wisdom is needed today in the day and age. Which we, have, you, have you turned on the TV this week and said, wow, we are messed up. Has anyone done that recently? I, I do that daily. I do that daily. I look upon the TV and I go, why do I even turn this thing on sometimes? I'd rather turn on an audio book, something that I want to hear, but I need to hear some of the things so I know how to pray, right? Every Wednesday night, last couple weeks, we've been in here praying about specific things. Can I encourage you? Be here on Wednesday nights if you can. Even if it's for 20 minutes, 30 minutes. It's only, it's only from 7 to 8. Be here. But if you can come for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, come. We've been invading heaven for different things because God has established this world. Uh, and we have to believe that he has a great plan for it. But here's what I understand. God has established this world in such a way that doing good through faith in Christ always leads to greater happiness. Do you believe that? Doing things in Christ and for Christ always leads to greater happiness. Now, not, not 100% of the time. There's going to be most moments, those bumps in the road. It's not always going to feel like it's 100%. But God always sees his word through. He's not intimidated. He's not thrown off guard. He's not, he's not scared of the situation that you're in because he knows what the future holds. And so Proverbs 13 says this. 3.13 rather. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gets understanding. Guess what? It's God's idea for you to get wisdom and get happy. It's God's idea for you to get wisdom and to get happy. God wants to see you happy. Now listen, he wants to see you joyful. And joy comes even if you're not happy. You can be joyful and not be happy. Because you know eternally what has taken place. And you can still have joy even if you don't feel happy. Because you know the end result still good. God is in control, right? But here's what I want you to understand. God is not satisfied with just you having joy. He wants to actually allow you to experience true happiness too. Some people think, well, God just wants me to do what he wants to say and then uh, do what he wants me to do. And then I'm just got to deal with it. No, God actually wants you to be happy too. You will have those moments where you go through some things. You know what I'm talking about? Been through some things, been through some flooding in your home. Been through some things in your house. There's those moments. But you know what? That doesn't mean God doesn't want happiness for you. But if we can get wisdom how to approach it. Those trials that come. We can do something with them. Or they'll be wasted. You know your trials that you go through. Can be a vitamin or a detriment. I'm going to say that again. Because that's worth repeating. The, the struggles that you go through. Can be a vitamin or a detriment. And you got to decide which one it will be. So many, many things in the scriptures teach us about life. Proverbs, let's dive into it. What are some key thoughts here? Because I'm only going to tackle chapter one today. I'm only going to tackle chapter one because it's too much to, uh, to, to just jump into. And I gotta, we're breaking these next several weeks up in, in chunks to be able to address some of the things. But the first thing, uh, the key thought 
in chapter 1 that affects us is, number one, see wisdom as essential. If you look at the first seven verses, um, it was written in a way that it's like a father telling a son, listen, you want wisdom. Right? If you, if you, if you want to write something down, you want to write this down. And take these notes. So, wisdom is essential. It's not like a, a good suggestion. Wisdom is essential to make good decisions in your life. It is essential. In the beginning of the book, the, the book points out how important living within God's wisdom and principles are. Again, it was written as a father would write to a son, be very diligent on this. It's that kind of writing. And so, acting upon the wisdom is taught throughout that first part. And making wise choices is very important, right? How many have, uh, sometimes you, you kind of wrestled with finances, so you kind of approached it with maybe somebody that knows more about finances, right? You maybe done some sort of seminar or something like that. How many have ever done something with finances that way? Raise your hand if you've done something like that, okay? So, let me give you an example about wisdom for a moment. The choices we make with our money impact us years from now. How many would agree? The choices you make today impact your life years from now. So let me give you an example. For example, if you buy an $8 meal, right, at a fast food restaurant, it doesn't seem like a life-altering event, right? It's kind of hard to buy a decent meal for less than $8 and with a drink and the whole bit, right? So let's say you buy a meal at a fast food restaurant that doesn't seem like a, a life-changing event. But if you buy one meal every day and twice on weekdays, or weekends rather, by the end of the week, it comes to $72. In one year, that comes over $3,700 in one year. In five years, that's $18,000. You see what I'm talking about? $8 in the beginning didn't look like much. But it, it's those little trips, 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 Right? In the bucket, that fill the bucket. And so what happens is this, follow me now, because wisdom is like this. We often, uh, we often look at wisdom and we go, well, you know, I don't, really, I don't really see how that's really important, spending a little bit of here, a little bit there. Wisdom is the same way. If you can trickle well-received words from God, if you could trickle little things every day of your life, if you could get something to read and something that, that can fill your spirit and help you in wisdom by way of advice. Uh, not just self-help books, but really spirit-filled scripture and ideas, right? Every trickle matters. And when you face something that seems bigger than you, it's okay. Because wisdom will tell you, hand it over to the one that is bigger than any situation. Right? Sometimes wisdom is just realizing it's too big for you. So you have to be able to be able to shut down in your mind, shut down. That's not for me to handle. How many control type A person you know what I'm talking about? When something comes about, you're like, I got to tackle this. It's on me. I got to take care of this because I'm the man of the house. I got to take care of this because I'm this and I'm that. No, you know what wisdom says? That's even bigger than me. So sweetie, let's pray. Because the God of the Bible needs to step in here. And oftentimes we want to say, well, I don't want to be so transparent. 
I don't want to be so vulnerable. But guess what? You may be the last to find out that you already are. Wisdom will tell you that. Oftentimes, when we have a blind spot in our life, we're the last ones to find out because it's a blind spot. We don't see it. I was encouraged this week as I was listening to a podcast and I was growing as I was, I was building something and I was, uh, I was listening to this podcast. And you know what they said? They said a blind spot is a blind spot to the person that has it. Most of the time, you can't figure it out on your own. You need to ask somebody. So what do I do? I, w- I went to someone that knows me very well and I said, where am I lacking? In what way am I lacking in this area? I had a great conversation. It hurt a little bit, stung a little bit. I said, but you know what? I'm better for it. And I walked away better for it because I realized that you may be, listen, I realized I may be the last one to find out my weaknesses. Everybody else in the room may already know it. Some of you know that I have tendencies because you're here every week and you watch. I have certain things that I do. How many know that, that, that everybody has little quirky things that they do, right? And you know, some of you know the quirky things you do. If I was to ask you, look at your neighbor right now and tell me something quirky they do. Some of you will be able to point those things out, right? Why? Because we are around that person and things. But guess what? I realize that if I don't have accountability, nobody else is going to give accountability for me. And wisdom says, get wisdom as much as possible. It's an essential element. Are you with me? Some of you are like, I'm still getting wisdom, Pastor Tony. Hold on. I'm downloading it. It's a slow, slow download. Number two, pay attention to the voices you listen to. If you look at Proverbs, the first seven verses is trying to tell you, listen, get wisdom. It's essential. Get these things. It's very important, right? Who has their Proverbs out? Who has Proverbs out? Chapter one. So we look at this and we look at the first seven verses. It's telling you, get wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and discipline. Get it. Consume it. Engulf it. Take it over and say, I want to know this thing, right? But now what? Be careful of what you deem important in your life. Be careful about the voices you listen to. Verses 8 through 19 of Proverbs chapter 1 begins to lay out the source you listen to will quickly become the principles you adhere to. Let that settle in. Let it marinate. Hispanics know about marinate. Just let it marinate. All right. The voices you listen to will be the things you follow down the line. So we got to be very careful who we're listening to. So what does Proverbs begin to talk about? The first thing it starts to come out the gate. Watch what voices are speaking into your life. Watch the voices. It says, listen, my son, to your father's instruction and do not forsake your mother's teaching. They will be be a garland to grace your head and a chain to adorn your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, do not give in to them. Don't give in. Don't give in to the lies. Don't give in to the deception. If If they say, come along with us, let's lie and wait for someone's blood. In other words, let's set somebody up. Come on, somebody. Let's do something. Let's do something. Young people, you know what I'm talking about? Somebody at school is going to be like, let's try this. Let's try that. Somebody at work will be like, listen, I got an idea. 
I got something I need to do. Can you clock me in? I got something I need to do. Or, hey, did you ever notice this person does this, that, this, that? And, and it's, you know, all of a sudden some shady things start happening. How are you going to handle that? The Bible clearly tells us to pay very careful attention to the voices that we listen to. Because it's not what you hear, but what you obey that matters. But listen, that doesn't let you off the hook. That doesn't mean I can listen to all these things and it's really not going to bother me. Guess what? Yes, it will. Because eventually, you will break. Eventually, something will crack. Eventually, the weight will become too much. Eventually, the trickle, 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 right? Will, 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 will crack the surface and, and begin to work its way into that location. And the same way with our hearts. After the opening statement of Proverbs, many of us, you know, we think, I, I, you know, I'm a good person. I don't really listen to bad people and I'm pretty, I'm pretty good and all these things. But listen, sometimes it's just the smallest of things that gets bigger and bigger and bigger. I have this, uh, I have this, my kitchen table. Uh, we got it finished when we first got it. We got it finished and we got it uh, polyurethane, the whole bit to protect it, right? Some of you know what I'm talking about, right? And so you do this thing. But, but there was one particular part that I don't know what happened, but maybe it wasn't as thick laid on that part. And a little bit of water got it. And then years later, as time went on, a little bit of water got underneath. And a little bit of water got underneath that. And a little bit of water got underneath that. And a little bit of water. Every time we wipe the table, unconsciously, wiping the table down, you know, those sort of things, you know, cleaning it. Now there's a bubble. The whole table is pretty well covered, but there's a small bubble on the corner of the table. It was covered, but it was just this much that gave access to that moisture. And that's what semi-damaged that portion of the table. Why? Because it doesn't take much. And wisdom tells us it doesn't take much, so don't give any room for the devil. Don't give any room for the enemy to work. Come on, somebody. That'll preach. I thought I'm going to get some amens on that. Pay attention to the voices you listen to. Chapter 1 ends with a rebuke from wisdom, which begins with wisdom calling aloud. And it actually begins to personify in chapter chapter 1 there. But before I even get there, let um, let me just continue here on this second point. Many of us deal with handling money differently, relationships differently. Some may get to points in their lives where they have to make very big decisions. And you need wisdom to make big decisions, right? You need, the truth is, um, oftentimes we downplay wisdom and downplay how God wants to use us. And we think we only need wisdom for big decisions. Friend, that could not be further from the truth. You need wisdom for every. Everybody say every. Every decision we make, we need wisdom. Because it all builds on. And that's what I'm talking about. If something can get in, and that little decision you made can eventually open up some other problems. Some may get uh, to places in their lives and medical emergencies because you let something slip. You let something get by. You get yourself into immoral activities illegal activities because something snuck by friend wisdom will tell you watch it be very careful and i challenge you in the next 
uh, five, six weeks to really dive into Proverbs. Make it a part of your daily devotions over the next few weeks. And I promise you, listen, and I don't promise many things in life, but here's what I do promise because I believe in God's word. I promise you, if you dive into Proverbs and start to look at that, there's something God will show you as you read it. Yeah? Because there's so much wisdom in that. See, there are dark things that happen in our society today. And some of you may be tempted to cheat on a test, cheat at work, steal, have friends that encourage skipping class. Some of you will be willing to uh, looking to get jobs soon and you're willing to uh, lie to get a job or lie to keep a job. Some of you have been in that position already. You didn't, you didn't just like bend the truth a little bit. You lied to get the job and then you can't really meet the expectations or... You lie to keep it because you don't want to lose your job. Friend, let me tell you something. Talent is a gift, but character keeps it. You got to be a person of character. And wisdom invades character all the time. It's protecting character. And so these small ethical lapses can bring about serious repercussions in your life. And it could be detrimental to you over time. It will desensitize you and it will begin to murder God's purposes in your life. Murder, that's a strong word. But I tell you what, there's nothing like uh, finding out that you made a mistake and you made the mistake. Knowing better. There's only one thing worse than making a mistake is making a mistake and you knew better. Right? That regret is nasty. That thing will fester and live with you for a long time. I made a mistake and I knew I shouldn't I shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have done it. Proverbs is a book built for you to make good decisions. Built. So you can say, here are your choices. I put I lay before you life and death. Right? Here are your choices. You can A or you can B. Which one? You can't do both. Which one? Wisdom tells you to lay it out and know what you're getting into. So here's my third point. My third point is this. The first one was see wisdom as essential, right? The second one, pay attention to the voices you listen to. And the third one, wisdom has a good path. Lack of wisdom doesn't. Here's the reality. Verses 20 to 33 Now, this is where I was talking about earlier. I got ahead of myself. Wisdom is now personified. Now, wisdom begins to be talked about like a lady. Okay? Wisdom is personified. It it says, uh, it replies with a warning. Chapter 1 ends with a rebuke saying, she raises her voice in the public square. I read that a little bit ago. Remember that? Deliberately, I read that. She raises her voice in the public square. Wisdom raises her voice. Wisdom says, don't do it. The Holy Spirit wants to tell you, don't do it. Don't walk that way. I know I'm not going to get a lot of amens. I wasn't building for amens this morning. I I was putting this together so you can think about this. Write these things down. Wisdom has a good path. Amen? But the lack of wisdom doesn't. The path that it takes you is not a good path. The messages and the deeds of the wise are not hidden. You remain foolish and remain active in your foolishness. It will catch up to you. It doesn't have a good path. It doesn't have a good ending 
story. It doesn't have a good ending. We get to decide if we're going to pay attention to wisdom. God loves us so much that he gave us the choice whether we want to choose wisdom. If we want her as our own. We get to decide if we're going to pay attention to wisdom. We get to decide that as it's presented around us, if we're going to ignore the Holy Spirit's nudge, if we're going to ignore the Holy Spirit. Some of you have been in church your whole life and you're still making decisions like you're a teenager. Like you don't know better. God is moving you from milk to meat, but you want just give me the bottle. And God says enough is enough. Get in the word and understand what true wisdom is. Listen, if you've been in the Lord 10 plus years, you should know where the books of the Bible are. You should know. You should know what the word of God says about matters in life. Because we care so much that we'll go into him about it. If you don't know where the books are, you don't know, get in the scriptures and learn. Start now. There's no time like right now to get to know what God says about things. Because guess what? He's coming back, church. He's coming back. Use wisdom. Wisdom demands change. Wisdom demands growth. Wisdom demands accountability. Nobody wants change. Many people don't want to grow. Nobody wants to be accountable. Wisdom says, come to my feet and learn. But I like my life right now. I get to do what I want, when I want, as I please. Exactly. That's why you find yourself submitting prayer requests and things. I have nothing to do with God's will. You just want what you want. God, give me this and give me that. He's not, he's not a genie in a bottle, friend. If you have wisdom, you know how to pray. Are you with me? It got real quiet. And none of us, none of this is easy. When, you be, when you're dealing with the flesh, the flesh doesn't want wisdom. The flesh wants to be babied. The flesh wants to sleep in when you should go somewhere, right? Let's say church. The flesh wants to say, I don't have time for that life group. The flesh wants to say, I don't have the money to give. The flesh says, I don't have time to serve. The flesh says, I don't have time to give to my neighbor who's struggling with their groceries. I don't have time for that. I have things. I have my own pressing needs. Listen, I get it. We've all felt and heard those words, right? We've all been there. But guess what? What do you want, God? Wisdom says, what do you want from me? Maybe it's not everything, but maybe it's one thing. You can't be everything to everyone, but you could be something to someone. Is that right? You can't be everything to everyone, but you could be something to someone. Wisdom demands change, growth, accountability. See, Ecclesiastes tells us, and I'm going to put this in a capsule here. You ready? Ecclesiastes tells us the excellence of knowledge is that wisdom gives life to those who have it. The excellence of knowledge is that wisdom gives life. Listen, you're saying, some of us think that if I walk with God and I get that wisdom I asked for, that he's going to strip me of all the fun things. Can I tell you it's the direct opposite? You will have more life than you've ever imagined. Because it will be pure. Righteous life. 
but we think, I think I know what I like better than God does. But yet, he's the one that created you with your desires, with the things that you, the gifts and talents that you have, they come from him. So he's not impressed by them. You know what he's impressed by? When you give them back to him. Because you had a choice, right? So from the time we were infants, we have all kinds of programming in our lives. Designed to teach us about everything from science to math to language. All these things come about us. But if you get all that learning and you don't know Jesus, something's missing. I like what Pastor Christian said. Uh, he was sharing with the students sometime recently. And he said to them, you can go and you can quote the stats of a particular athlete. Right? You can quote the stats of that athlete to a T. Right? How many know somebody like that? You know, they can quote the stats of that athlete or they can quote the, the, every movie that that actor or actress has been in, where they live, where they grew up. That person is this age. Some, some really, you know, that's just their thing. They get it. Information, they, they retain it and they hold it and it's great. But just because you have the information of that person doesn't mean you can knock on their door and have tea with them. Doesn't mean you can knock on their door and sit down in their living room and, and, and know what the, what's going on. Like, hey, how you doing? One of my favorite players to watch is LeBron James. I, I don't know all his stats, okay? I, listen, whatever team he plays on doesn't matter. I like watching him play. You don't have to like the team he's on. I just like watching him play. And I know some of his stats, not very much. But I cannot knock on his door and be like, LeBron, what is up? Let's go get some Starbucks. Right? No. Just because you know about him doesn't mean you know him. And wisdom says to the believer today, just because you know about God doesn't mean you know him. So wisdom divides that and says, okay, I can know about God. But do I know him intimately, personally? That's very different. Very different. And here's where I'm, I'm going to begin to close with this. Humility. Listen to this. Humility, unlike pride, does not recoil when commanded to do something. Listen to this. This statement right here will rock your world if you get what I'm telling you. Humility, unlike pride, does not recoil when you're commanded to do something. So watch this. It's essential for us to understand that if we remain humble and wise, when God commands us to do something or when man tells us that we've messed up or somebody comes to us, wisdom says, okay, I'll get it right this time. Don't get all bent out of shape, feeling guilty. Because last I checked, we have all messed up. Last I checked, we will continue to mess up. Right? Some of you are like, were you in the car with me on the way to church this morning? You know a little too much about my morning. Right? The more and more we get wisdom, the more and more we realize it is essential to gather that we can't recall every single time someone tells us, hey, get this right. Watch this. Be careful with this. Because at the end of the day, we got to be better than we were yesterday. God wants us to be better today than we were yesterday. That doesn't mean everything's straightened out. doesn't mean everything's right. But he wants you better today. You say, well, Pastor Tony, that's not true. 
Okay, so he wants us the same or worse. That's what you're saying. If you're saying to me that God doesn't want you better today than he, did, than he wanted you yesterday, you're saying he wants you the same as yesterday or worse. Those are the only options, my friend. Those are the only options. Wisdom tells me that God wants me better today. And how do I do that? But to know what he says. And what he says is, humility is important. If we're going to go walk through this book together, like we will the next few weeks, humility would be important. Because you're going to read something, you're going to go, ouch. I'm going to say something, you're going to go, ouch. And it's important how you deal with the ouch. How you deal with the ouch matters. How you deal with that sting matters, right? My kids have gotten stung by a bee or they get a, a splinter or something like that. It's very important we understand what? You got the ouch, right? How do you deal with it? Just ignore it? No, you got to get in there and get it out, right? So if you feel an ouch, get in there and get it out. Because the ouch tells you there's something foreign that has invaded that space. You with me? Proverbs is the key to that altogether. So let me say this and I'll close. How do I get wisdom? Real quick. Number one, desire wisdom. Proverbs 4, 8. Prize her highly and she will exalt you. I'm going to shoot through these. So if you're going to take notes, pictures, whatever. I'll, matter of fact, I'll share them online later today. How do I get wisdom? Number one, desire wisdom. Prize her highly. And she will exalt you. She will honor you for your embrace. Good advice, right? Two. We're shooting through this. Help me out. Get in the word. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Third. Pray. Pray. You don't know how to do that? Come Wednesday night. We'll talk about it. Because you have asked this and have not asked for yourself long life or riches or the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern what is right, behold, now I do according to your word. First Kings. Pray. Fourth, because that's what happens after third. Consider how short life can be compared to eternity. Listen, you can make a lot of excuses as to why this, that, and the other. But listen, this life is short. Eternity is a long time for you to mess this up. So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of, a heart of wisdom. And number five, come to Jesus moment. <laughs> come to Jesus moment. Jesus said the queen of the south will arise in the judgment of this generation and condemn it. For she comes from the end of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, he says after all this, this is what Jesus says. And behold, something greater than Solomon is here. Jesus. Last, what's the big idea? The big idea is what? Fool proof your life. Desire wisdom. Therefore, in him are all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Friend, all of wisdom is found in him. I know this was a lot to take in, and this is just chapter one. Okay? I'm understanding this. I'm understanding this. Here we go. You ready? That everything we just talked about, at the end of the day, you have control whether you receive it or not. You have control whether or not you will walk in wisdom or you will walk estranged to it. You ever, seen, you ever met somebody that you haven't seen in a long time? And then you ask a question and they're like, oh, we're not together anymore. Or 
oh, I'm not at that job anymore, right? You kind of feel that awkward moment, like, ooh, wish I would have known that before. It's because you hadn't been around that person. I'm afraid that a lot of Christians do that in their faith. They come to God after being away for a little while. They come back thinking they can just pick up where they left off and realize that God has done some things. And you're like, I'm not up to speed as to what God is doing. Can I tell you something? Foolproof your life today and decide that wisdom is important to you. Because it'll help you as a parent. It'll help you as a husband, wife, young people. It'll help you as a kid. Singles, listen, you need to make very wise choices. I'm realizing that no matter where you are in your walk of life, foolproof in your life is very, very important. Because in him are treasures that are unbelievable. Friend, the word of God is so clear and so important. Get it today and understand that wisdom cannot come from you sitting here on a Sunday morning and just hearing a 30, 40 minute message and then go the entire next six days without even talking to God. You become estranged and then you come back. You're like, where do we left? Where, where do we leave off? God is doing something every single day. Get in it. Get in that boat and realize that Proverbs, that book right smack dab in the middle of your Bible, right next to Psalms. It's not just an Old Testament book, so I'm not really going to pay attention to it. That's foolishness. Every book in this Bible has something for you. Hello? Crack it open and let's get wisdom together. Amen? Father, thank you that you've given us the opportunity to have wisdom. I'm asking you today, let us walk in wisdom. Help us to get wisdom and understand it. We pray these things in Jesus' name.